This podcast is brought to you by Big Heads Media. For more great podcasts, go to bigheadsmedia.com. Welcome to episode four of Pipes and Politics UK. I'm Johnny. And Hello, Adam's everybody. Here. Yes, he's there. He's here. He's undercutting me. And uh, well, I'll let him off. <laughs> Sorry he's, about tired. That. he's tired. He's tired. He's tired. <laughs> aren't you? Hard day. Um, <laughs> I apologise for undercutting you, Johnny. I am Adam. Here's Johnny, and welcome to Pints and Politics UK. Well repeated. So we are as, as ever. We have a big topic. We have. Uh, other news topics with, that we find uh, noteworthy. Um, some are funny, some are more serious in nature. Then we have a look at UK or British culture feature uh, and insight into Britain for people outside the UK or people who have been living under a rock within the UK. And then we'll move on to... Which, yes. <laughs> which, 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 which is the high percentage of people, I should think. High percentage point. of people, yeah. That, well, yeah, we've all been living under rocks in the form of a lockdown, <laughs> but we've all been quite on social media and looking at television. So metaphorical right. rocks, but we've got our eyes open. We'll be looking at uh, the Donald Trump impeachment trial 2.0 heating up this week. Uh, the Trump yeah. defence team are out in full force and the prosecutors are also going ahead uh, with their quite at times disturbing evidence as to as to how Trump's incited violence uh, within America. It's it it hasn't been made for pleasant viewing or or for anyone looking at it. It, it certainly doesn't look good on the former president. It's uh, scary stuff. Uh, and then and we'll finish actually after that. Actually, we'll finish that. Uh, well, with two things, we'll actually go to a debate. We'll be on about coronavirus. Um, coronavirus. I can't think of the word beginning with a C. Compulsories. That's the one. Coronavirus compulsories. Okay. Come on, Johnny. <laughs> I thought you were in charge. Yeah. I thought you were in charge of this. I thought you were the one in charge. Come yeah, on, I, am, I am in charge. Yeah, it's been a hard day. It's been a hard day. Coronavirus oh, yeah, compulsories. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> our debate section. Should we wear masks? Should we have the vaccine? And should we be enduring lockdowns? Three big topics that have come up on social media this week. Thank you, Darth Vader. Uh, That's not Darth Vader. But we've got three three bullet points there that are, yeah. Me and Adam personally have similar views on this, but it's come up on some sections of the media. People don't seem to be too enamoured with some of these three. And we'll discuss that in detail. And we'll end with some funny stories. Jackie Weaver and friends and the Texas lawyer and the cat. Um, yeah, so that's lol. Yeah, lol. <laughs> God, that was that was manic, crazy, and all over the place. In case, however, yeah, there was enough there. It was in some order. It might not be in the order. The debate usually comes midway through. But hey ho, stay with us. Buzzing, right? Okay, <laughs> topic one. Um, right, we are going to look at Boris Johnson and the roadmap of the UK that he has discussed. That's our big topic, big, big topic, which I haven't even revealed yet. I was building the suspense. 
but the, it's the roadmap for what Britain might look like uh, in the next few months during this pandemic where Britain doesn't know what it's going to look like in a week. So he said this roadmap's going to come out in just over, just under two weeks. On the week of the 22nd, he said, we've been clear, we will publish the roadmap. I'm not even going to try. On the week of the 22nd. So he's holding back a bit. He's reluctant to, to un unravel anything before that point. And to be honest, Adam, I'm with Boris Johnson in the, in, in, at this point because... Only an idiot would start to try and um, <laughs> only an idiot would start to try and unravel plans now, and not give himself another few weeks to put those plans in place with his team. Yeah, only an idiot. <laughs> no, I would did say ever do yeah. that. Let's be honest. <laughs> only somebody who wouldn't be in charge of a country, only a cabinet that have been educated by the highest universities in the UK would not put a no. plan like that forward, yeah. would they? No, but no, but Adam, to be fair, Boris Johnson throughout this pandemic has said a lot of things off the top of his head that have come to just simply not happen. <laughs> no, 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 so, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop with that. Not a lot of things. Most things off the top of his head are right off the, the script. Most things and a lot of things are basically the same thing, I think, surely. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing, isn't it? Okay. Anyway. Let's just, yeah. uh, let's just patent that. Pinton Politics UK. Most things and a lot of things is synonymous to one another. Anyway, anyway, just keep that. Anyway, no, sorry. but 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 Adam, it's true though, isn't it? This is this is some progress because Boris Johnson's trigger happy. I'll say what I think and I'll think what I say. A mantra throughout this pandemic hasn't been particularly helpful. So to hold fire on that. Despite growing pressure, a lot of people have said to him, I've heard them, journalists, over the past month or so saying, so what's the plan for coming out of this lockdown? And to be honest, even though it's their job, I do think there should be a bit of understanding because, you know, we've, we'd have we only just gone into full lockdown again. And to be honest, and, and you know, Boris Johnson's probably like, the he is, in, in my half defence of him, he is only human and he is adapting while this pandemic's adapting. And the fact that he refused to confirm anything or put anything in place just after going into full lockdown, I think shows that he's learned a little bit in that I can't just say anything at any time without thinking because those things have consequences and it messes a lot of things up for other people. It gets people angrier uh, who said, oh, why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? So... I'm happy that he's delayed it a little bit, and I think he deserves a bit of credit for that. This topic, this debate, isn't about what we think about Boris Johnson's ability to, to say something, though, Adam. It's what will the roadmap on the week of the 22nd of this month, what will it look like? What do you think it'll look like? I'll tell you what it'll look like. It'll look like nothing for Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. That is my first point. <laughs> when... Prime Minister Boris Johnson talks about the UK, he's talking about England. We've got to get that point very clear right from yeah. the start when it comes yeah. to this uh, yeah. debate. When he's talking we need, about... We need a segment on devolution at some point. Like we really do, we do, because yeah, yeah. As, as a proud Welshman, it's very close to my heart. So when it comes to Boris Johnson and he's talking about this roadmap of having the country sorted and having some plan by the 22nd of February... Mm. I think not only is it ridiculously ambitious, yeah. I think it is quite insulting. I can't, mm. I can't lie. Yes, I understand exactly what he's saying. People, you know, journalists especially, can't really put too much on him. I'm expecting him to be able to give, you know, fulfilled answers or yeah. complete answers mm. um, at this very moment. But come on, 
it's not going to be ready by the 22nd. We barely understand the situation as it is in this country at the moment. What, what I'd say, though, I think the roadmap isn't how we are going to finish the pandemic. I think it's what are the coming months going to look like more than anything else, I would assume. Well, the the coming months. That, that, well, that, well let's break it down. Let's break it down. Schools are high right. on the agenda. And I think if schools are probably going to end up going back, aren't they? You'd imagine. Yeah, but that's where a massive problem comes up for me. Now, this mm. is where I love about your ability to remain quite impartial, Johnny, because I struggle on this. But mm. I spent four years studying politics and I still struggle to remain impartial. And mm. um, my problem is teachers are not counted as key workers. And this is a massive issue in this country because if the teachers aren't counted as key workers and children and schools are opened early and sent back as one of the first things to do, you know, first things to return to normality, then that is completely counterintuitive. Mm. So what happens if the roadmap says we're going to try and vaccinate teachers across the board whilst getting kids back in school? Are you happy with that or do you still think it's a bit... No, I'm completely happy with that. I'll see why. Because if teachers are vaccinated, first doses and second doses, by the time that they open primary schools, secondary schools, colleges, sixth forms and so forth, Mm -hmm. then I'll be completely happy with that because you've got protected educators, which enables a safer, not saying a safe, Mm. a safer environment for teenagers, children, you know, young adults to enter these premises and not have that overwhelming risk of bringing disease back home because what will enable uh, you know an advantage of having a functioning education system is Mm. the parents of children who are key workers who are people who are essential for the country's health Mm. system social systems economy Mm. are able to resume with the normal jobs without that Mm. risk yeah i think that yeah, well, I mean, that that's sort of the pressing issue, I think, is the children at home and the disruption on education. I mean, education is another debate we can have in the UK, uh, one that I'm quite passionate oh, yeah, about. But that, that's, that's yeah. not, we're not getting Agreed, to that now. Johnny. But, no, but, still, the but still the children as well. I mean, we talk about difficulties across the board, people losing their jobs, university students are in a terrible situation to be at university, but also the children at high schools and schools, what some would regard as some of the best years of your life because you grow up a lot in those years. Well, it's just all messed up, agree. isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we, I think you and me could you, unanimously agree that university is probably the best years yeah, of our I, lives so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, wouldn't yeah. have met no, if it wasn't China, for university. China, China was pretty good for me. China, China, yeah. China, China, China. Yeah, yeah, but what my my point being, we wouldn't have met. If it wasn't for no, university, no, no, we wouldn't no, have made no, our yeah, yeah. radio stations. We wouldn't be no. doing this podcast right now. Yeah, it's yeah. a very important part of people's lives. Or well, so is, lives. but so is high school, isn't it? I mean, for many people who don't oh, go to course. university, of course, that's the yes. pinnacle, isn't it? So it's it's good to get that. All right, Churchill dog. But um, oh yes, um, oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> but but no, I think the reason we talk about the schools, though. Thanks, Churchill. Uh, do you want to save money on your car insurance? Don't go to Adam. Uh, but. <laughs> Think I'm a good I think, driver. Yeah, no, better than me because I can't drive. Um, we come to this. <laughs> we come to this point though because this is this is the, the the theory of lockdown. This is the big pressing issue. I have heard 
that pubs may open without alcohol. I've also that heard... is a contradiction within itself. Yeah. Can I? I'm sorry to cut you dead, Johnny, yeah. but that is a contradiction in itself. Why open a pub if you can't have a pint? And I've also heard, Just yeah, but there's also the other restrictions because we had before in the UK, before we had the full lockdown, we had the pub system, which meant if you're in tier two, you could go to the pub, but it was it was it was like you were wearing a bubble wrap sort of but it wasn't the same was it because you could only get a pint with a meal and there were 10 p.m curfews so it was very much um a beta version of the old pub or an alpha version where you've got the building you've got the the tables and you can order things but you know it's got compromises they were thinking that maybe that could come back but it will be a return to hospitality so they'll be able to open with a lot of compromises and what i was told again or what i've what i've seen was it's going to look similar to the tier system that we left to go into full lockdown, which means for lots of the UK, we'll still be in full lockdown. If you're in a tier four, that's basically full lockdown. Tier three, that's almost the whole full of lockdown. Wales. Yeah. That's the whole of Wales, whole of Scotland, and whole of Northern Ireland. Uh, tier two was a bit like the first lockdowns. I mean, sorry, tier two was a bit like the, the thing that we had after the first lockdown where shops are open, but they, you all had to be coronavirus. Um, you all, you all had to be aware of coronavirus measures, so wear a mask, sanitise, stay apart. So essentially, it'll be a bit more relaxed than it is now. But again, given that schools are the pressing issue, it's just worth noting no one should be getting carried away about big changes to, to hospitality and things. I think the biggest change that will happen with this roadmap over the next few months will be the possible return for kids to school, isn't it? Yes, and I hope yeah. so. I, yeah. I, I, do, I do hope that that's a positive you know outcome it's a positive step yeah it's a step a positive step just to add a bit more uh just to add a bit more water to the fire and and and, and temper people's expectation boris johnson told the evening stand he says people have to be a little bit more patient uh if they want to book a holiday in the summer which i think to be honest is um is is uh, is fair do you not think that's fair yes it's very fair and that's why it's making me make weird noises yes but um yes it's fair nobody should be jumping on any I know it's mad isn't it next next yeah, nine for months this, yeah, minimum for, for 2021 yeah. yeah to be honest yes 2021 full stop should be a write off for a yeah. broad holidays yeah no it should just, just absolutely just, just for anyone like like myself I would love you know my whole plan was to leave university and travel but can't do that okay right. that, you're preoccupied now <laughs> I could say a lot of words that would be bleeped on your expense, but (laughs) hey-ho. Wouldn't be bleeped, you'd just be cut off. But yeah. (laughs) uh, Anyway, but my point being is, it's so frustrating. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, I... But it's sad sad Boris Johnson has to come out and say this, I think. It is sad. Yeah. It is unfortunate. And, and, And to be honest with you, it's like saying eat your vegetables. I feel like this is so, what it represents. Maybe when he grown. says to you, yeah, when he, when he says, yeah, I feel, this is how I feel about the coronavirus rules. It's like, wear your mask, you know, don't mix households, don't go abroad, don't make essential journeys. I feel like it's... Don't go to castles. It's like, eat your fruit, eat your veg, do your exercise, don't eat too much sugar. Go to bed on time. I feel like we're going back to like these 
elementary sort of well, we can get to that after because it works well for the debate, actually. And I just want to. I know, I know. That... I'm sorry. I just. No, just, no, it's it, a good point. It came to me now. But, 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 yeah. But it, yeah, it, it, yeah. So, so did, so did wind for me, but um, <laughs> you'd need to know that. Uh, oh, smelly. Wonderful. Um, wonderful. Fantastic. You can't smell on the podcast. Good job, podcast. Oh, bloody good. Yeah, that is the um, most British thing I've ever seen. But, but I can now, see him, by the way. I can see yeah, him. Can see, I, can I'm see not him, just hearing him. Yeah, I'm not yeah, just yeah. We, we, we did this on Zoom. Uh, maybe future video features will be in order. I don't know. Maybe that's good. Uh, maybe people want to see that. I've been told they do. Uh, well, maybe they me. Want to see I don't us know. In person. Apparently, some people do. Some people do. Hey, that's just that's just the in thing. But I just want well, to bring want to this to a, a blonde close. Welshman. Blonde. Janjara. Janjara. I think um, more the uh, just to bring the plat to uh, the plat the the point to an end, um, yeah. Big quote that summarises where we're at. I think uh, this was from the Times actually. Uh, Millions of people are likely to need a third vaccine, uh, and people were saying this third vaccine could be in, could be coming around NHS chiefs hope around the same time as the winter flu vaccines, which tells you all you need to know. I think about where this. Roadmap might go. I think it'll un, un, uncover where we're going for the next few months. But anyone thinking it's the end of the um, the, the coronavirus pandemic is is a bit short sighted. Because to be honest, I think we might be coming to an end at this time in a year. But I think until that point, it's a long, hard slog. People were in this for the very much long run. It's a marathon. Yes. No, that's Winston Churchill, not Churchill the dog. I'm pretty sure that you were channeling there, um, Adam. Okay. I don't. I don't know. It sounded Churchillian. Uh, I do like but, a good cigar and brandy. But hey, yeah, hey. yeah. Let's not take on too many of Churchill's um, pastimes though, because uh, that yeah, might not be advocated. Yeah. A bit dodgy. <laughs> a bit dodgy. Anyway, a bit other, dodgy. Yeah, d- you say that in a Scottish accent for no other reason than casual racism. I'm only joking. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> I love Scottish people. Anyway. Um, I think we should cut that out. I'm not going to uh, lie. <laughs> uh, it depends. Depends how, it depends how edit, edit, friend, edit, um, focused I am. God, that vodka's hit quicker than I expected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Pints of politics this week is particularly pinty and pissed. Yeah, I'm anyway, not going to lie. On to some other stories in Britain this week. So, Health Secretary Matt Hancock said that people who go to red list countries and lie about it will face up to 10 years in prison. I mean, to be honest, I was talking to my dad about this and he said, you know what? If anyone's selfish enough to do that, why don't why?" Why should they not face a lengthy prison sentence? Is he right? Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I suppose he's right. There's no reason for anyone to go anywhere at the moment. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. We've all managed last year. We've got global corporations growing. Yeah. Out of the way that Zoom, Teams, Messenger, Skype, whatever you want to use. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no reason for people to go anywhere else apart from, you know, the whole argument of a change of scenery, which well, that's just you know, nonsense, I'm, isn't it? It's just nonsense. Yeah, that's, like the thing is, we we could literally we, and I'm sure we'll get to this in a minute, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can all sit here and say, for mental health reasons, we'd love to go to a different country, and we've talked about this about when it comes Bangkok, to Adam, and stuff. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, we've talked, we've spoken about this when it comes to um, influencers when they've gone to Dubai to lift the spirits of people because they can see a bit of sun. But yeah. you know, like no, no, it's bollocks. <clears throat> Excuse my uh, bad English, but it is absolute testicles. It's absolute yeah, testicles, yeah, yeah. and I'll yeah. tell you why because. <laughs> There is no reason for anyone to go anywhere at the moment because we're meant to be, and this is a government slogan, yep. in it all together, and that is not reality. So if people lie about going to red-listed countries, and then, Joe, you know do your 10 years because you couldn't do a year in lockdown. Ooh, so, there we go. There we go. Oh. That, 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 yeah. that is a whip, and it's a very left-to-right whip. Actually, no, I, I think that's a very central whip. Yeah. That could go both left and right. No, that's a central whip yeah. on anyone who is think they're above the rules for the rest of us. All whips that Adam uh, mentions are metaphorical. Adam doesn't endorse whipping people in the streets. That was something that they used to do in the olden days. It wasn't very good. But yeah, I never I used get to your whip point. in the streets. There was always four walls. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, Matt Hancock <laughs> again. Matt Hancock again. Naughty. Matt yeah. Hancock again wants to take control of the NHS and social care. And I actually quite like this story. Uh, we'll just touch on it in brief. Uh, pushing more responsibility back to the government with regards to the NHS. So right. uh, th- this taken from The Guardian. So I'll read it almost word for word. The proposals would hand the health secretary a sweeping uh, new general power to, uh, di- to direct the NHS England on its functions, which would reduce the independence on its powerful chief executive, Sir Simon Stevens, who has built up and displayed Um, during his seven years uh, in the job. So Hancock said the forthcoming NHS reform bill would liberate the NHS from burdensome bureaucracy created by the shake-up in 2012, overseen by the then Health Secretary, Andrew Lansley, uh, and led to health and social care services working more closely together. uh, And it will lead, sorry, to health and uh, social care services working more closely together for the benefit of patients. It will build on the improvement to the NHS scene during the pandemic, he believes. To me, this sounds good. uh, Government taking uh, back a bit of control of the NHS. I've read a bit about this, Adam, and there's a lot of complicated um, jargon and and, and, and ins and outs uh, with this story. But from the the gist I get of it is, this is a government that realises the importance of the NHS especially during the pandemic, and they want to try and do something about its its flailing nature. They want to try and bring it back a little bit. This can only be a good thing, surely. Well, Johnny, I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. This is the same government yeah, that was know, yeah, more yeah. than happy to stick us in austerity yeah. for 12 years. Okay, Different personnel, though. Different, really though, really, it's 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 all cut from Look, the if, same. Yeah, uh, but Adam, if, if Boris Johnson was told be, become a hippie tomorrow, and you the public will love you, become a hippie tomorrow, wouldn't he? That's the point. If Boris Johnson's told, listen, Boris, NHS is really big. Well, he's already he's always known that the working classes aren't convinced with your response to the pandemic. You might be losing support. Maybe you should try and push and strengthen the the NHS service across the country. I think he'd do that. I hope he would do that. Well, yeah, maybe that's not, what I was pushing for. I, I, I'm not saying I agree. I don't think he would, to be honest with you. 
Um, well, apparently the Treasury uh, is, isn't, isn't convinced by the plans, but one way you could push for the plans, as noted in the Times, actually, again, was maybe an increase, a small increase on national uh, insurance or a small increase on taxes. See, see, my, my, my massive problem here is it's the yeah. word of, A, Matt Hancock, yeah. and let's be honest, yeah. his spine isn't what we call strong. Like a worm. Last, yeah, from the last two years, it, no. I'm not convinced. But he's done well um, with the early rollout. He was charged with the um, with getting the vaccine rollout done, and he's been credited yes, for pushing that. Yes, I, I know his record suggests that he's very pro-NHS and he's pro-government. He was more pro-NHS than the uh, Jeremy Hunt was. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course he was. Yeah, yeah anyone was more than Jeremy yeah. Hunt. Yeah, yes. But, but I don't know. I can't help but feel pessimistic about this because yeah it, it, it I, I hope it's true yeah i hope that if i woke up tomorrow and the government said we're redirecting all our you know efforts contracts finances. with our mates yeah, yeah. yeah our finances yeah oh we, we you know, all our contracts with our mates to do our you know dirty deals when it comes to brexit and all that sh- mm-hmm. shizzle mm-hmm. you know you, and they said, actually, no, we've all redirected all that funding and contracting to an arena that improves the NHS, which gets us out of this pandemic mm. sooner, which funds the education, the social mm. care, the healthcare mm. systems. Then, yeah. yes, I'd be for it. But it yeah, I don't it's worth noting, Adam. Word yeah. of that. A lot I, of this I don't is, believe a word of that. I'm a sorry. lot of this is administrative at the moment, so it's literally the government it switching is. around it is personnel. Too administrative. And, yeah. and and once that's out of the way, then you've got to say actions will speak louder than words. I think the signs are somewhat promising that they want to take that responsibility on and away from, as Hancock said, burdensome bureaucracy of the people that it was in charge of before. But then after you've taken that control, you have to prove that you were right to do it. So you have to make actions, as uh, we said. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm respect. Uh, I'm respectfully. There's only been words. Yeah. In the last sure. twelve years, there's been no actions. No, absolutely um, not. That's the end of my argument. To be honest, very good. No, to be fair, absolutely fine. Anyway, yeah. on with British culture feature now, and perfect, oh great, uh, perfect one to do uh, this week. BBC, uh, which everyone should know in in the UK, British Broadcasting Corporation, probably, I think famous the really. The broadcasting company, aren't they? The yeah, the and also the only one I think, uh, the only channel on you know Freeviews uh, that's not a subscription channel, by the traditional sense of what a subscription channel is, that doesn't have adverts. So the 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 funding of the BBC is by the taxpayers, and um, yes. recently actually there was just a story that the uh, the license fee had gone up from one hundred and fifty seven pounds fifty. £259, so a small increase of £1.50. Seems a bit um, unnecessary. Well, 67% uh, of people polled on YouGov thought it was unnecessary. I seem to think it is a little bit as well. Uh, But some people made the good point, actually, with the BBC. It gets a lot of criticism, but BBC, British Broadcasting Company, it's not just BBC One, one channel. It's BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three is now online, I think. BBC Four, that's more for the... um, I would say maybe posher end or older middle class type. I think you but said still, it, not me. It's true though. It's true. There's some. There's some good things on that. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, 
BBC News, BBC Parliament News, BBC World News. Then you've got BBC Radio 1, Radio 2, etc. So it is a good service, isn't it? I don't think I speak um, by myself in saying that. It, the BBC is a good service that gets a lot of criticism, but I think I'm glad that we have it in the UK. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, it is a... Uh, especially politically when it comes to unions and pay, pay quality, equity between genders and uh, recognition of sexualities and different genders within the service. It has not been up to scratch, I suppose. Um, however, as a service and a service solely, mm. it has been fantastic over the years. Like mm. myself, as an absolute car buff and a prolific Top Gear fan, Top Gear, yeah. it was fantastic. I love tuning on to... BBC Two at eight o'clock every Sunday to watch them. Mm. Fantastic. They recently moved to BBC One. Got no mm. issue with that as well. I think it still think it's fantastic. They have fantastic dramas, periods, exactly. Uh, and to be honest, when you think of the United Kingdom, what is the main news channel? It is BBC News. And the iPlayer is fantastic, isn't it? Catch it TV, is. Which, it is a which fantastic is free. service. Free. Yeah, it is. Especially, and uh, you know. In the UK, when we put our cars on and we tune into the radio, one of the most popular, you know, contemporary, youthful radio stations is BBC One. You know, radio. If you're getting on, a, yeah, if, over BBC Radio One, I should say. And if you're getting on a bit, it's BBC Radio Two. You yeah. know, and then if you want to listen to a good documentary, listen to BBC Radio Six or Radio Four. Brian Cox on Radio Four, isn't he? Brian yeah, Cox, they, they the physician. Yeah. So when people say, oh, we've increased it by £1.50, you're kind of thinking, is that just a bit of a sign of the times? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit sad they're increasing it during a pandemic. But again, I do think when you add it all together, because people would yeah. people have said in argument, well, Netflix is only, you know, a far, far cheaper a month. But Netflix doesn't have all the radio channels, doesn't have the news, doesn't have some, I mean, as a football fan, you've got, match of the day on there and some really big games like the what he has a lot of the world cup games where the when the big tournaments come around then you've got um long-lasting shows like obviously eastenders which is for, big for soap fans i don't watch eastenders but some people do oh, doctors casualty yeah. yeah um and then mrs brown's boys heaven forbid uh also on there uh later on which isn't quite uh as good as i used to think it was um but <laughs> but i think the point is um it does get a lot of criticism from all angles. And, and, and one person made a good point, actually. Uh, I think I think Rob Burley, who I think he follows me on Twitter, that's why I followed him. Uh, he's an uh, Andrew Marr um, editor. He edit, uh, edited for the Andrew Marr show. And he said something along the lines of, the BBC gets lots of criticism from people on the left for not be, for being too, ra- far, too right-wing. And it gets a lot of criticism from people on the right for being too left-wing. So it doesn't yes, really... Does that I mean have it's, read this. it's doing its job and it's being a centrist news organisation you know like it should be? I think, I think they're doing all right, to be honest with you. Yeah. If you're getting the same... If, this is a sad point, isn't it? If you're getting yeah. equal criticisms from both sides, yeah. that means you're doing all right. Yeah. What about equal compliments? What happened to that? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. It doesn't work like that, does it? But, um, yeah, no, I think... I think... I, I can't think of an American equivalent because I know some people listen to this from America and you've obviously got NBC, CNN, Fox News. Uh, and, and, and But the BBC yeah. is quite unique, isn't it? It doesn't really have a political um, 
It feels quite politically neutral. I mean, Fox News is very yeah. Republican. CNN's very Democrat. Uh, I, well, so Fox News is a is a Republican product, isn't it? Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like if you wanted an American equivalent of the BBC, you'd have to have the USABC. That's oh, the only yeah, way we yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, you know, it'd have to be the ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, yeah. or the USBC. You know, the, the, the BBC encompasses it all because w- when we talk about BBC, you have you've got BBC Scotland, BBC Wales, yeah. BBC Northern Ireland. It yeah. covers all the regions, everything. It covers yeah. everything, and and people think, oh, no, no, it must be predominantly British, well, not, well or English, not not, not necessarily, because when you think Sherlock Holmes, yeah, um, Doctor Who, that yeah. is Welsh. Yeah, Scotland have bagged. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the series now. Is it Line of Duty? Line of Duty. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, Northern yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Have, Northern Ireland have bagged Line of Duty, haven't they? So you've got all these. It's very new, unique. That's my point. It's very yeah. unique. Yeah. And we think worth it, and we think a good thing about British culture is BBC. I, I do think it is something that is good about Britain, and something that when I wasn't in Britain, I was living in China. I had I'd say 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 you know I. It, it was a service that I probably did miss uh, because it's something we use probably more than we actually think we do. Also, yes, yes. it's web, it's websites as well uh, that, yeah. that that provide news and social media sites as well. And also the education thing that they've done with the pandemic, they've done a lot of online classes. So I think overall BBC, good. Yes. Good, good, good. good. fantastic. Um, yeah, so onto the debate section now, which we teased before. As I managed to get finally get my words out from before coronavirus compulsories, um, <laughs> and, and, and the, uh, yeah, three three bullet points really. Uh, is it should it be compulsory to wear masks? Should it be compulsory to have the vaccine? Should it be compulsory to be stuck in lockdowns for the foreseeable? And we'll start at the top. Wearing masks, Adam. Should you be forced to wear them? In simple terms, yes. In complicated terms, no. Um, In explanatory terms, I'll return to the yes. (laughs) So my my, my point being is, should you be able to wear a mask when you go out? Yes. Does it make you tight-chested? Yes. It makes everyone tight-chested because it makes you nervous, makes you anxious. It Mm. creates a placebo effect. Of course, it's going to make you tight-chested. That is completely normal. Anyone yeah. who believes that it's stopping the oxygen going to your mouth, no, that's not true. It is simply <laughs> bringing the anxiety levels up. Right, okay. And that is completely normal. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. And you, anyone who needs to hear that, hear it. That is fine. If you feel that you're tight-chested, you feel anxious when you've got it on, it's normal. Hmm. So my point being is, if you can't wear a mask for whatever reason that the anxiety is too much to deal with, fair. Mm. But should you wear a face shield? Yes. My my point being is just because you can't stand to wear a mask doesn't mean that you can't make an effort to not shield you know the projection of your spit, your air, mm. your oxygen, you know. Yeah. So should it be compulsory to have some sort of face covering? Yes. If it's a mask, yeah. If it's a plastic shield over your face, yes. If it's a bandana over your mouth, yes. If it's a mask, yes. Something should be covering it at all times. 
I feel like there's a very, very, you know, if any excuse not to have a face covering at the moment. Yeah. There is not really anything. I can't think of anything. You could do a deep search, you know, of something that prevents you from putting anything across your face. But What about strong yeah. asthma? Strong asthma, you could put a plastic shield across your face and it would not affect it. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. As long as it, as long as the mask was far away from your mouth, as long as it was a hand width, if you could put your, your fist and thumb between the mask and your mouth yeah. and have it shielded around the sides of your head large enough, you should be fine. You should not yeah. have an asthma attack. Yeah. Well, no, uh, actually, not- I... I was just going to say, Adam, when I was in China, it was quite common practice that when you were ill, before the lockdown, even before coronavirus ever happened, a yeah. lot of people in Asia used to wear masks, uh, masks when they were ill to general, prevent prevent passing on germs. And sometimes it makes you I feel better. because quite Yeah. Sometimes it makes yeah. you feel better as well because you don't uh, take in the germs of others as easily. Although it is the general gist is to stop you passing germs more than it is to stop you receiving more. Uh, I know full well that when I went on one of my holidays, in Asia, I had to wear a mask on the way back uh, on the plane, and I fell asleep with a mask on. So it really, you know, it really, to me, it really it didn't bother really, me at all. I'm sorry. If it affects you, you're concentrating way too much on it, on it. Like, if you concentrated on your underpants or your bra or your knickers the same way that you concentrated on a mask, you'd take them off in public as well. I'm sorry. Oh, I do. Uh, I do. Uh, so. <laughs> you take off your underpants in public yeah, all the yeah. time, mate. I know, I'm a no, bro. But that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that's my point. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. So is there an excuse for not wearing a mask or a face shield? No, yeah. there isn't. Not in my no. opinion. It doesn't Fantastic. Exist. I'm sorry. Number two, yeah. vaccine. Once again, unless you've got severe anaphylaxis, uh, anaphylaxis, anaphylaxis, if you've got severe Severe anaphylaxis or any, you know, sort of reaction to the vaccine, there is no reason why you should not take that vaccine. There are quite a lot, actually, though, of people that do feel strongly about doing it. Some people have phobia. Sorry, just for clarity, was the word that you just said a fear of needles? Which one? Anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis is when you have short of breath, like when it's a, ah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an allergic reaction to something that causes you. What, what about a genuine fear of needles? That is a thing. That's what I've heard. Oh, that's a genuine. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. The yeah. genuine fear of needles, then fair. But I think you should probably know this by now as well, Johnny. Is me and Johnny obviously met in Lancaster University. We went to Lancaster University. Mm-hmm. Our first degrees come from there, mm-hmm. um, and a doctor. Oh, I can't remember his last name now, but his department of biologists who are leading a very strong campaign in solving the um, COVID pandemic yeah. has actually come up with a nasal spray yeah. that prevents the transmission of COVID yeah. over the over the um, over having a needle. Mm. So, once again, there's no reason why you shouldn't have the vaccine. No, because there no, are no. alternatives available. Okay, and last one then. Uh, enduring lockdowns. Now, this is this is again. These three came up really on on oh, various various platforms. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we're just talking about this before we come on. Actually, why would someone not want to do a lockdown? And there's two really that we came up with uh, 
uh, on the top of our heads. One would be the economic impact. You know, many people's livelihoods are going under. I can think of, yeah, uh, of hospitality, course. small businesses, small yeah. businesses, hospitality, and um, yeah, yeah, hotels, yeah. all of yeah. this. Um, so airlines. Yeah, so they're suffering. I suppose it goes hand in hand, really, with the mental health aspect. So all of those are going to be probably have crippling mental health issues right now because how are they and, going to pay and, the bills? That kind of thing. And the obvious mental he, health issues as well of isolation and not being able to uh, meet with others. Yeah, of course. We Obviously, I think Johnny would agree with me when I say this is when we're talking about enduring lockdowns, we are not downplaying the effects of mental health here. No. As uh, you know, personally, I've had to battle a few of it when it comes to isolation, not being able to see your friends, freedom of just general living, independence. It all vanished in, with the emergence of the of, of, of COVID nineteen. Yeah. So, you know, we we respect that before we start this debate. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you no, you're absolutely right, and. And it is really, and and that they are the two overriding points. One of them is the, the as I say, the strong capitalist economic right wing view is the obviously because while many will say the hospitality sector is going under, and that's quite right, there'll obviously be other people, big business tycoons, that will jump on that bandwagon also and say, well, actually, you know, I, I'm losing out on a lot of money as well. I want to make up my profits for the year. I want to, you know, stop stop this stop this loss, uh, this annual loss. I want to bounce my business back so to speak um but the economic effect is real and 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 when we say that we can i can certainly sympathize with as you've just said all those small businesses all of those unemployed uh the uh, anxiety uh, it causes is massive is the is the is the cure worse than the cause that's the complete argument i keep reading on on these sort of polls, these polls are generally on right wing focused areas. I do do a bit of research into these, not necessarily is, my poll, but is the cure worse than the cause? Um, no, no, the disease, isn't it? The disease. <laughs> oh, sorry, the disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is sorry, is the is the cure worse than the disease? Yeah, and the answer is is no. Mm. Um, it's unanimously no. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, you, you can look at the statistics and you can see that the death rate is less it's than over 100,000. That, yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. So Whichever way, the, way you look at it, isn't it? it, it it's not point something or it's over 100,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what people say is, oh, it's only not point whatever mm. out of eight billion people nor worldwide yeah but what you're forgetting when you're concentrating on the numbers is the lives that came with the point zero whatever it is you're forgetting about the families of the lives that came with the point zero and and the jobs the 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 friends the 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 you know, imagine being yourself dying from this disease you know and put that into proportion to your own argument in that sense. Um, it's difficult for me to explain personally because I feel quite strongly about the fact that we should remain in lockdown until we are all vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. That, for me, there is no other argument because I, I, I genuinely believe once the vulnerable, 
you know, the older generation, the sick, anyone who genuinely requires, you know, this vaccine, you know, then fair, absolutely yeah. fair, yeah. do it. And I will remain in lockdown until the priority groups are over and done with. But in the meantime, we can do this. We've done it for a year and a bit. What, well, what, what's well, we've done it for year, just but... sorry, 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 just under a year. Sorry, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Just under a year. What is the difference between doing it just under a year and for continuing doing it for just a year and a bit, just to ensure that less people die? Because I've got so many friends with parents who work in the health and social services mm. who spend their days holding the hands of people who are dying and who do die within the day and can't hold the hands of their friends and family. Mm. And that myself, if you can't understand that pain and that emotion, then uh, it's beyond me. Yeah, no, that's that's a really powerful way to finish, actually. Um, yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah, no, really. Well I apologise, that, that was a bit emotional. No, that's Sorry fine, that. that's fine, that's fine. Uh, no, it's good, it's good yeah. to have all, all ends of the spectrum. Uh, the emotional, the weird, the bizarre. And, uh, yeah, and back to, I suppose... Um, and, and, and the the going over to America now. Obviously, they're also fighting hard on the coronavirus front. But also going on in American politics is the Donald Trump impeachment trial 2.0. Um, again, what a saga! It's a really nice uh, piece in the Times. I've mentioned the Times a few times this week. For some reason, uh, my parents, who I'm currently living with, and my mum, she decided to buy the Times. I think for the first time in her life, twice this week. I thought, well, this will be a good source to pick out from for, for the uh, political yes, podcast. Yes, it um, is. And it has a really nice breakdown, actually, of um, of the of the impeachment saga. And for anyone that's not aware, obviously those in America will be, why is Donald Trump going on trial after the end of his presidency? Uh, this is the reason. So Trump was impeached by the House in his final days in office, but with no time for a full Senate trial. He faces the charge that he incited his followers to in- insurrection on January the 6th, when a mob attacked the Capitol, Democrats argue that he must be held accountable for his actions or he will be or it will set a precedent of impunity for any president in their final weeks in office. So essentially, they're saying that Donald Trump was the big instigator for the capital riots on January the 6th which saw a few which saw a number of people die and many others injured a lot of very nasty scenes where even those that weren't injured and uh, uh, discounted the deaths and discounted those who were injured it still caused a lot of upset for a lot of people even those that weren't even involved in the incident itself watching horror on their television screens so would you hold the blame entirely at the front at the at the door of Donald Trump Adam or do you think this impeachment is justified on, on those grounds yeah you know so yeah I'm sorry I, I I have very little time for um any argument for Donald Trump he his his uh Twitter uh, well his tweets were an insult of democracy, his yeah. his actions at the end of his presidency. You know, the president of the United States is the most one of the most powerful positions in the world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he used it for personal gain and just for, you know, 
the reason of his own credibility and his own personal gain. I, I can't. Uh, I'm going in circles here. Yeah. I no. There, no. My answer is as simple as no. Well, no. I've he, got, he, I... he, he should very much be completely. Um, what 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 are the words I'm looking for? Obliterated. <laughs> no. In a in a <laughs> in a it metaphorical is his sense. Fault. It is fault. If he hadn't tweeted the stuff he had tweeted, this the cops rights would never have happened. Yep. He's the one who incited this. He's the one who created these myths, these rumors, these beliefs that he was uh, had his presidency stolen from him. It, it, it's all incorrect. It, you know, yeah. it's 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 product of imagination. So, should he be impeached again? Yes. Is he accountable? Yes. It is all his fault. He has nobody else to blame. Well, as That's we say, right. the trial's probably going to be finished uh, at the end of this week, and um, we well, I suppose most of the world, particularly the Americans, will be eager to see what the result of that trial is. Um, what I would say though is, obviously, uh, I'm just trying to play a bit of devil's advocate here. Um, you, you, you highlight that Trump incited this, but could it be argued that there is, particularly in the Trump um, the Trump supporter base, a lot of repressed anger that was just dying to jump out. So the opportunity to storm the Capitol, even though President Trump said words that were, you know, very, they, incite, they were very indicative of a man that wanted something to happen. He didn't literally tell them to do it, perhaps. And would something along these lines have happened anyway? Because a lot of those hardcore Trumpians have a repressed anger that they just wanted to, to get out at any given opportunity. Oh, exactly. They've obviously felt suppressed, haven't they? They felt um, that their voice hasn't been heard. Um, and obviously we could go on a whole podcast about socially uh, socioeconomic you know situations that have led to certain beliefs and you know certain outcomes of these demographics mm. and it's obviously fair to say that they feel that you know president trump was the one who spoke for them and you can't mm. deny them that belief no no but, but what was... i'm saying is if trump hadn't said those words do you think there's still a possibility that something like this could have happened with all that repressed anger no no, no, never, because, no, not at all, because I think we don't really appreciate it in this country, mm. but in America, the president, the office of the presidency, mm. it holds a power unparalleled to the, the, the sovereignty of this country, especially yeah. in Britain. No, it doesn't. It, it has no compar comparability at all. Mm. Yeah, you know, well, it it's... is an incredible, you know, establishment. We well, said that actually there was some evidence that suggested some of the rioters actually were it doesn't it doesn't make for good reading for the uh, former president when they say we're doing this for President Trump we're at, we're doing this for President Trump and many of them repeated that and many of them were uh, saying that or or saying along the lines of he's told us to do this we're doing his bidding kind of thing so again whether or not he he directly told everyone to. To, to, to go out and storm the capital. I don't think he did, but the the intent was there, I think, within those words. And it's clear that many of the people went there, went there on his behalf with the understanding that they were doing something good for him. At least that's what the evidence seems to show. Um, yeah, of course, exactly. 
Yeah, and it also says that, uh, just say, how long will uh, Trump's uh, trial last? Uh, again, from the Times, it's each side will have 16 hours to present its arguments and then uh, there will only, and then it will only continue if um, senators vote to hear more evidence or to call witnesses. It could be over within a week. It might take a bit longer. Democrats do not want to tie up the Senate when it could be helping President Biden uh, pass his pandemic relief measures. Trump has refused to appear and his lawyers um, point to the 45 Republican senators who voted to reject the trial on constitutional grounds as evidence that acquittal is a foregone conclusion. Uh, Trump, Trump's lawyers claim that the process is unconstitutional, reject the charge of incitement and say his words are protected as free speech under the First Amendment. They further claim that he was not stating hard facts about election fraud but expressing his opinion. So they're essentially going, Adam, I always think actually reading that, I always think when someone says, I've got, I can say what I want, it's free speech. You've lost the argument, haven't you? And that's kind of the way that his defense is going a bit there. Yeah, I'm sorry, but see, there's a difference between free speech and the freedom of expression. Yes. And for me, Trump plays the card of free speech. That does make his expression correct. You know what yeah. I mean? And that, I think, yeah. 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 If, I, if I could go with that, that'd be, you know. And his Twitter account was so vehement. It wasn't his opinion. It was more stating it as fact, I think. And that's why Twitter had a field day saying these are, these reports are untruthful or these some, some may say this is untrustworthy tweeting. But hey-ho, again, some people might be in Trump's camp. Many people are not, but that's not for me to judge. That's for Adam to judge. Um, just to finish on the uh, on these two funny stories, then we don't even have to Google these. They've been so mainstream, actually. So we've got the Jackie Weaver narrative that's uh, that's come about this week, and we've also got the Texas lawyer is a cat on Zoom, which I actually think is the funnier of the two. But Adam, I'm sure you've yeah. heard of both of these. Uh, what do you make of the Jackie Weaver one? Uh, for those of the for those oh. who don't know it, can you give a quick briefing of Jackie Weaver and? The British, yeah. Narrative. So, so yeah. basically, um, a, a uh, it was a council meeting, council a British meeting. council meeting. It was a, a British parish meeting, so which yeah. gives it a bit of a, a religious tinge. Yep. But it was, uh, it, it was very much local councils talking about particular, uh, particular issues. Yep. And the mayor of said county of councils, um. He was abusive towards the chairwoman, being yeah. Jackie, Weaver, Jackie Weaver, who um, had to remove a member of the council for being particularly rude. Yeah. And um, another array of words that I should probably not yeah. use in this yeah, 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 yeah. Um, podcast. And consequently, it was filmed and placed on Twitter ended up becoming a viral sensation. And she's been interviewed everywhere. Going? No, she's she's been interviewed everywhere. And I mean, she's got an interview uh, in the Times, Tuesday's Times, don't call me a bully. Jackie Weaver has her say. She's become a little British superstar. She's, and... she's become a very, uh, uh, a, uh, a feminist, you know, a, a a strong, strong back strong feminist, really, woman, isn't she? I think it's yeah. probably the good one. Yeah, yeah. fair play to yeah. her as well on that. Uh, she seems, yeah, uh, she, so. She's reveling in the fame. She'll be on I'm a Celebrity this year. 
should probably be on either celebrity there, didn't you? That's how it, that's how it gets picked. Uh, and also the Texas lawyer one is quite funny. The Texas lawyer being a cat. Again, I'm sure you've seen this, Adam, but it was uh, an American case. So Americans will be familiar with this. And uh, there was a Texas lawyer and he was on with the judge and, some, and, and another person in the group uh, in the Zoom call as well. They're all on together. And uh, the lawyer had let a child use his Zoom before him and they had the cat filter on it. <laughs> He couldn't get the cat filter off. And then he keeps saying something along the line. He, he, he was he's saying, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. I'm, and then I'm not a cat. I'm a yeah. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> which was quite funny, I must say. I actually, the first time I watched it, I thought the lawyer was the defendant, which would have been even funnier uh, if the defendant was on a Zoom trial and he got a cat. He had a cat um, filter on, but obviously he couldn't get it off. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was quite funny. I mean, I remember... That was really funny. And the, the news reporter that had it on on the BBC, she was laughing hysterically as well. It was one of those, actually. And there's, there's two examples there of Zoom being used to make absolutely hilarious stories in a pandemic, really, that that that, that really needs these stories to lighten up uh, our days. And if you haven't seen them, and I, I imagine, I don't know if Americans will have seen the Jackie Weaver one, but please do have a look at that on social media. If anyone outside the UK probably hasn't seen the Jackie Weaver one. In fact, in, in normal times, it wouldn't even be used, but because of the pandemic and because we have to do Zoom meetings nowadays, it became a viral hit. And obviously the Texas lawyer, well, we saw this in the UK. So I think that came, became, went a bit more viral than Jackie Weaver. But again, yeah, if you've not seen part, any of them, yeah. please yeah. do have a look at these. Um, absolutely great. And I think that brings us to a, a, an end, a fitting end. Yes, uh, I think it does, doesn't it, Johnny? Yeah, and it, and it was really good. So we'll be on. Uh, I should always, I should, I should uh, promote the Twitter handle at Pine Temple. I do another one at 15 Moth Pod, which is more football based. And you'll see me tweeting furiously from that on occasions, which means I don't tweet from Pine Temple as much as I maybe would like. However, it doesn't mean that I'm not there. So, or Adam's not there. So please do give us a follow. And I do re like to retweet from a few good political sources like politics for all because they seem quite neutral in their standing and yeah uh, we should be on google podcast spotify itunes transistor all that good stuff all that jazz and we'll be back next all the high-end shizzle yes and we'll be back next week with more uh, big topic other topics british culture big debate american feature and funny stories uh, so until then stay safe in crazy times and thanks for listening thank you very much people